Hi, welcome to Daughters of the King. I'm your host, Jen Lewiston. I'm so honored that you are back um, for another podcast. I'm excited about this. Um, It's called For Such a Time as This. And obviously, we're talking about Esther. And I love Esther. If you love Esther, give a shout out. You may be in your car. You may be in your bathroom getting ready. I don't know. But there's just something about Esther as a strong woman. And I just wanted to share my heart today. And let's just dive right in. And so 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, Obedience is better than sacrifice. I love that. And I am so excited about this word the Lord has given me. It has been brewing in my spirit for years. <laughs> but within the last several months, I've actually decided to live out this message. I don't know if any of you have that. God's been like speaking something to you. It takes you a little while to get it, right? Well, my prayer is that you will also decide to live this out loud. What is that message you may be asking? Well, it's pretty simple. You were recreated for such a time as this. Do I mean the craziness of this world? Yep, that too. (laughs) But I also believe it goes deeper. It's personal because God is personal. As you listen, think about your life, all of it, the good, the not so good, the messy, but do it through rose-colored glasses, Jesus's glasses, if you will. God has so much for us women. Let's take a look at Esther. Esther had a few what we might call limitations, at least for back in her time period. She was a female, but also a single female. She was a minority, a Jew in a Persian country. She was an orphan adopted by her cousin Mordecai, and she was taken against her will. Talk about trauma. I want you to stop here for a second. I want you to write down or just think about what you tell yourself your limitations or setbacks are. Why have you not accomplished what you have wanted to, what you're called to, what you know your purpose is? Why are you still sitting in a chair that wasn't meant for you? This was a question I had to answer for myself. This was a question I had to sit back and I had to say, what am I allowing to stop me from doing what I know God has called me to do? So I don't know what your story is. I don't know what you wrote down. But I do encourage you to throw that piece of paper away and change your thinking and excuses. Because what I do know is your limitations are not what stops you. You stop you. I stopped me. We don't want that. God doesn't want that. We all have a God purpose in our lives. We are all called to make a difference. I don't know what that is for you, but I'm willing to bet if you haven't stepped out in it yet, it is fear that is keeping you from it. I know it was for me. And I would imagine we are, you are in, we are in good company with Esther. You see, Esther didn't see herself saving the Jews from annihilation when she was a child or even a teen, right? That, that probably was not her aspirations, <laughs> is I'm going to save the world. I would imagine she had aspirations and dreams that looked very different. Just like you and me, maybe you love the purpose God has given you. I know I love mine. However, that doesn't make following the call or purpose all daisies and sunshine. Anybody else struggle from time to time? God does call us to hard things. It makes us stronger. I recently heard a leader of mine share as she had attended a conference, the speaker encouraged ladies to pull back from being so strong. The speaker said that strong women can be threatening. My leader friend said, well, be prepared to be threatened. I love this. I love that idea. Because God has created us as women for such a time as this. He's created us to be strong, 
not know-it-alls, not men bashers, but God-fearing, God-loving women who are willing to step up and walk in all that God has called us to, our purpose with authority. Esther did. And yes, she definitely was a threat and she saved the lives of her people. Why? Well, because she was strong and courageous because she because she said yes to God, and in the midst of her fear, she rose to the challenge at hand and did what needed to be done. You, my friend, are strong, you are brave, and you are courageous. Don't let anyone tell you that you need to pull back from who you are or pull back from your anointing or your call. Today, I say to you, women of God, rise up and march forth. Amen. We are going to be women who rise who rise up and we keep marching. James 1, 2 through 3 in the Passion Translation says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable, invaluable sorry, opportunity, opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. We all have dreams and aspirations but most of us don't chase after them. Why? I think I have a really good idea. (laughs) Fear. Why? Because I know that's the exact same thing I struggle with. God has a purpose. God has a call. And what keeps us from stepping out and what keeps us from doing what he's called us to do is that, excuse me, that four letter word, fear. If the devil can keep us in a state of fear, then he knows he has snuffed out our call and purpose. Do not allow the enemy that kind of power you are the king's kid. Let's act like it, right? Esther was an amazing woman. She had all she could ever desire. Yet when asked to speak to the king, fear roared its ugly head. God was asking her to risk it all, even in the point of, even in the point of possible death. So Esther 4.11 says, All the king's officials and even the people in the province know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. Esther's response was what we call in layman's terms for, uh, no. (laughs) She said, no. When they said, you have to go to the king because our people are going to die if you don't, her response was, uh, no. (laughs) Because she did not want to die, right? She knew that the king had not called her for 30 days. She knew that if she went and he did not hand out that scepter, that her life was in danger and that she would be killed. And so she knew, she knew the depths of this. She knew the urgency to save her people, but she also knew what it could, what it could cost her. She knew her people could die, but she also knew that if she approached the king that she could die. So this was something that Esther had to take very seriously. And think about a time when God asked you to trust him. And it was scary, a scary request. And your fear kept you back from saying yes. So a little transparency here. This podcast, God has been calling me to for a while. Um, I was a little scared. Okay, I was scared to death. (laughs) Uh, I was scared to death that I wouldn't be any good at it. That no one wants to hear from me, Lord. Like little old me sitting here in little Florida. Like who's going to want to listen to me? Um, That was just fear talking though, because here I am and I'm doing it afraid. That's what courage is, doing it afraid. Sometimes we step out, step out the fear doesn't, we step out the fear doesn't leave. God's not asking you to not be afraid. He's asking you to trust him and to do it while you're afraid. 
And that's really, really scary. I don't know if there's any other control freaks out there, but um, I might be the number one. <laughs> and so when God calls me to do something and I can't see the big picture of it, or I don't see the end result, like this podcast, I can't see who's going to listen. I don't know what the end result's going to look like. That is very scary for me. And I am being vulnerable and that is hard. And we have to still step out even when we don't see the end result, even when we don't really know what it's all going to look like. And there are multiple scenarios I've been in where I've been fearful and I've said, no, God, I am don't, I nope, I don't want to do that. I had an Esther I said, uh, no, <laughs> that's not what I want to do. And I ended up doing it anyways, because I know that I can trust him because he has shown himself faithful right? He is a faithful, faithful God. And the other night we, we had watched, a, there's a super cute movie we actually watch um, quite <laughs> quite frequently because it's so cute. Um, but the other night we had watched this, this movie, it's called The Star. I don't know if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, it's super cute. Go watch it with your kids. Um, you'll love it. But it's an animation about uh, a donkey named Bo and he carries Mary and baby Jesus to Bethlehem. And at one point though, Mary was sitting alone. They'd been traveling for a while. They were exhausted. They were tired. All these little things were happening around them. They didn't, you know, Bo was like causing issues, but yet he was also like helping save their lives kind of thing. Like he was this hero, but he was a dorky hero. If that makes sense. Um, he was a dorky donkey. <laughs> sorry. Um, and so here he was like, but they couldn't see parts of that, right? All they saw is that he was mischievous. He appeared to be mischievous and he appeared to cause more problems. And, and, you know, here Mary is, you know, obviously pregnant and she's struggling and this journey is hard. And in this little movie, um, at one point Mary was sitting alone and she was so discouraged and she was just tired and she was exhausted. And Joseph came to check on her and she just said to Joseph, I know God has a plan, but that doesn't mean it won't be hard. Their journey, I would imagine, felt impossible, but Mary and Joseph were obedient to what God called them to. Can you imagine if they weren't? Can you imagine if they weren't obedient? And Mary said no to God. And Mary said, no, this is going to be too much of a sacrifice. This is my whole life. This is a sacrificial, not moment, but my whole life. And how many times does God call us to something and we know that it's hard? We know it's worth it because God called us to it because it's, we know it's his plan, but his plan doesn't always mean it's going to be easy. His plan doesn't always mean that it's even going to work out the way we thought it would. His plan can take us in super high mountains and really low valleys, and we just have to trust every single step. And we have to trust that when we get to the end of it, it was a beautiful masterpiece, a beautiful masterpiece. So maybe it was or is something God has made very clear to you that you're supposed to be doing. And you didn't say no, but maybe you haven't been quite obedient or maybe your lack of action has spoken louder than your words. I know I've heard God say things to me before and I just, I'm like, We're, can we just not address that right now? Can we just, you know, come back to that at another time? <laughs> and it's easy to do that, right? It's easy it's easier in the moment to say, let's put that on the back burner, Lord, we'll come back to it. And our actions always speak louder. So we don't necessarily have to tell, tell God no, but a lot of times our actions are telling him no, or not yet, God, or I'm too scared, or I'm not sure, or I'm scared. 
Well, first Samuel 15:22 says, but Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We don't need to understand God to be obedient to him. And I don't know about you, but that one's hard for me because I want to see the whole plan (laughs) laid out. God, I need from A to Z. I want to see it all. And he says, nah, that's, that's not really how I work. That's not how I do it. I really just need you to take my hand and trust me in the journey. We're going to take one step at a time, Jen. I'm not going to rush you, but I am going to be with you. And I am going to walk you down this road and this journey. And I just need you to grab my hand and I need you to trust me. How many times have we done that to our children? Right? (laughs) I I understand that you're fearful. I understand that you don't want to go down this road, but you know that that road at the end is not scary. And maybe in the end of that road, it's something beautiful, but but there's fear. And so you're like, take my hand. I'm going to walk you through this. We're going to walk this together. And at the end, they're so grateful that you made them do it, right? Because the end was so beautiful. Whatever that is, you know, whatever that was for you, like there was this beauty at the end and they were like so happy that mom, you made me do that because now I'm so, I'm so glad I did. Um, I I may have shared this with you guys before, but um, it's kind of off my notes, but we had gone parasailing. And it was a, a free thing for us. It was a huge blessing. We got to go with um, amazingly new friends. And we had ended up having a fantastic time. But I was scared out of my mind, y'all. Like <laughs> for weeks before, I kept telling my husband, let's do like the spa day. Like because you could choose the things you want to do. I was like, let's do something different. Let's do like the spa day or, you know, which he totally was not into. I'm like, or let's get like a cabana and just like hang out on the beach all day. And he was like, we're going to go parasailing. And I was like, yeah, but. And I just... For whatever reason, as I've gotten older, and maybe some of you can can relate to this, I get very nervous about things that I, I mean, the things that I can't control. So even when I was young, I didn't really, I was like, let's do roller coasters and let's do this and let's do that. And I, and I was fine. And Dan was actually the one who was a little bit more um, skittish with that stuff or fearful. And then now as I've gotten older, I'm like way more cautious, which is weird. And so I was like, yeah, I just don't know. Well, obviously, you know, we went. And the thing is, is like, he was like, I'm going to go with you. Like, we're going to do this together. And we had friends on the boat who were like, we're scared too. Or we've had other fr- other friends who are like, yeah, we've done this. It's totally awesome. You're going to love it. And they held my hand, right? Like my husband held my hand. Like he said, we're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. And y'all, I was so grateful that he made me do that because it was amazing. It was so much fun. I had the best time. Like I was letting go and swinging my legs. Like this is awesome. Um, I would never have done that if I didn't have my husband encourage me. If I didn't have the people on the boat with me, my friends encouraging, encouraging and talking about it and, and us all sharing some of our fears, but also sharing like, hey, this is really awesome and, and all the things. And that's how God is with us. God says, listen, I know the view. I know how amazing it's going to be. Just trust me. I've got you. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to be the harness that you get into when you parasail. I'm going to, I got you because the view is amazing. And I want you to see it, Jen. I want you to go and see this view. I want you to see what all that I have for you and your purpose and your call and what that looks like at the end. But you're going to have to hold my hand and you're going to have to trust me in the process without seeing the big picture. We all have to do that. And that's not easy for, for probably a lot of us. But God says, I just need your obedience. I just need you 
to hold on. I just need you to trust me. Isaiah 55, eight through nine in the message says, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. God's decree, for as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. We typically have a hard time understanding the why or who God is choosing. And that is okay. You don't have to understand to be effective. I don't think Esther understood what God was doing. Why me, God? Why now? Maybe we can say it this way. Why Why me? Like me personally, like Esther probably said that, but now we can say that. Why me, God? Why now? Like, what are you doing, Lord? Why, why, why for such a time as this? When he started putting this podcast on my heart and creating Daughters of the King, we have a Facebook page. Like, why? Why me, God? Like, why are you choosing to use me in this? And, and then why now? You know, why now? What, what are you doing, Lord? And it's because he is not finished with me. And my friend, he is not finished with you. So God is, I believe that God is putting things on your heart and he is calling you to something. Maybe it's something new. Maybe it's a new season that you weren't expecting. And you're like, whoa, like y'all listen, I was like, I am going to be a mom my entire life. That's all. That's all I wanted to do. That was it. I didn't go to college. I was like, I'm going to have babies. And God blessed me with three amazing children after infertility. And I was like, I'm going to raise these kids. I'm going to be the best mom this planet has ever seen, right? <laughs> like in my own little head, like this was my purpose. This was my call. And I was content that being it. And then back in 2010, God's like, I want you to get your credentials. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, no, I want you to get your credentials. I was like, I, I'm super content, God. Like I'm really content. I had two children. I was, we were, we were living life. We were pastoring. I felt very content in, in my role as a mom. I felt semi-content in my role as a, as a pastor's wife. Very content in my role as a wife. And God said, I, I have something new for you. And, and I, I honestly was like, I'm, I'm all set. So it wasn't until 2013 that I actually got my credentials. But I didn't see the future. I didn't see what God wanted me to do. All I knew is I wanted to be a mom and that was all I was going to do. But he had said, here's a new season. I want you to get your credentials. I have a, a different season for you. I have a new season for you. And if it was up to me, I would never have stepped into that new season. And now here we are in 2022 and God's called me to another new season. Now I'm still a mom, but my oldest has now moved out. My oldest is now on his, on his journey. I have a freshman in high school and I have a fourth grader. And now God's saying, now I have something, I have another, another new season for you. You're still mom. You're still gonna do those things, but I also have another season for you. We're pastoring a church. I'm on staff. And now he's called me to this podcast and to do Daughters of the King and to step out and, and to be able to minister to, to women, to women in ministry specifically. How amazing is that? I would never have stepped into that new season on my own. <laughs> I was content. I didn't see the next steps. I didn't see this season coming, but God gradually took me to it. So you may be in a new season. You may be doing something new that you never thought you would be doing, but trust him and be obedient to those steps. Allow him to lead you, allow him to take your hand, allow him to be that harness from a parasail and to hold you and to show you the view, because I promise you the view is going to be amazing. I promise because he isn't finished with you yet, friend. Judges 6.14 says, I am sending you. God is calling and God is sending you. 
let's get out of his way and allow him to drive. <laughs> I know, y'all. I'm a control freak. I get it. I want to be in charge. And when I'm not, I'm the worst passenger driver. I just recently, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop talking. I'll let you drive. I'm so sorry. Because I recognize it. I know. I, I, I have issues. Like, it just is what it is. Let him drive. And as we are obedient to the call, we all know God doesn't take make mistakes, right? You know what keeps us from stepping out into what God has for us. We know. We know what it is. It's our fear. It's our insecurities. It's, it's our mind, our thought. Our thoughts is where fear originated. It happens in our thoughts. We tell ourselves all kinds of things, ladies. Come on. We do. We tell our things, all, our minds all sorts of things. I'd be willing to bet that 99% of it is made up. Us ladies like to make up scenarios in our minds, right? <laughs> Come on. Problem is our minds cannot distinguish between a lie and a truth. Whatever you tell yourself and think upon, your mind only knows it as truth. Did you know that? So no matter what you're telling yourself, your mind believes it as truth. So I want to be actually speaking real truth. So if I stand in front of the mirror and tell my body how fat I am or how I'm disgusted with myself or, man, you could look better or well, all those stretch marks or, or gravity is taking over or whatever that is for you, your body, your, you tell your, yourself that, your mind believes that to be true. That's all. So that's what you know. That's what you know to be true. But if you can stand in front of that mirror and say, man, God, thank you. I'm beautiful. You created a strong woman. You created a warrior. God, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do exactly what you've called me to do. Man, could you imagine how, how effective we would be in our lives if we would speak positive things to ourselves? If we would get up in the morning and talk to ourselves the way Jesus wants us to talk to ourselves, the way Jesus would talk about us. I mean, he calls us his masterpiece, y'all. Like, let's start doing that. <laughs> let's start speaking life to ourselves. Philippians 4, 8 says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that. And God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Friends, we have the power to change our lives. We have the ability to step out and we have the backing from God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is change our stinking thinking, <laughs> speak life over ourselves, speak truth, speak the word of God over ourselves. When you tell yourself you can't, you, my friend, are 100% right. When you tell yourself you can, you, my friend, are 100% right. And I want to tell myself I can. And it's not easy. It's going to take time. You're going to have to keep doing it. You're going to have to keep showing up for yourself. Show up for you. You show up for your kids. You show up for your husband. You show up for your friends. You show up for work. Show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Stop allowing your thoughts and fears to keep you from what God has for you. 
Esther at the beginning. She had stinking thinking. She was scared to die. I mean, yeah, I would be too. Even though she knew it would save thousands and thousands of lives. Matter of fact, she was so scared. She needed days to pray and fast. You may also be struggling with this kind of fear. I mean, who can really blame Esther? She quite literally could have died trying to save her people. But isn't that what ministry is all about? Putting others before ourselves, being willing to sacrifice our comforts and our desires for others? The answer is yes. And that is not easy. (laughs) It is so not, (laughs) it is not easy, right? Every single day, I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel, right? It's not easy. But the answer is yes. But Jesus did it. He laid down his life for us. He did it. So to be clear, I am not saying you just allow people to walk over you, okay? Set boundaries for yourself and your family. Then go and be courageous and fulfill your God-given call and purpose. We want to sacrifice. We want to be there for people. We want to do the things God's called us to do. We want to lay down our lives. We still have to keep boundaries because there's some people who will take advantage of it. You still want to do the right things. You want to follow what God's calling you to do. But go and be courageous and fulfill what God has called you to do. At the end, Esther did rise up. She faced her fears and she saved her people. The definition of courage is doing it scared. It is not the lack of fear. I think so many times we think, well, I'm not courageous. I'm not strong. I'm not brave. Courage is just doing it scared. When I, when I realized that, when I read that, I was like, oh, so I don't have to not be afraid. I can just do it in my fear and that makes me courageous. Me just stepping up and doing it in my fear makes me strong and courageous. Oh, okay, I can do that, right? Isn't that freeing? Isn't that so freeing? Like, oh, I don't have to have no fear. I mean, God doesn't want us to walk in fear, right? But that doesn't mean that that emotion, that human emotion isn't going to be there. It just means step out in the midst of it. Step out and trust me in the midst of it. That's courage. That's being courageous. I love it that Esther rose up and she faced her fear and she saved her people. I love this because fear doesn't come from our daddy, but you know what does? Power, love, and self-discipline. That's what comes from our daddy. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but the power, love, and, and sound mind is how I learned it, self-discipline. Y'all, Esther was created to do amazing things. She's not a hero in the Bible because she was a queen. She's a hero because she got out of her head and attacked her fear head on. That's what God's calling you to do today, my friend. He's calling you to get out of your head, get in his word, hear his voice, let him speak to you. you. If you don't know the call and the purpose that he has for your life, seek him out and say, God, what do you have for me? God, what is my next step? What are you calling me to? What does that look like? If you don't know, find somebody who will sit down with you, who knows you well, maybe a pastor, a pastor's wife, somebody in the ministry that maybe you you look up to that has been there for you, maybe a friend who is spiritually solid. You don't want to, you want to make sure they're <laughs> spiritually sound, but find somebody that maybe you can sit down and just say, hey, I, I kind of feel like God's calling me to this. Does that sound like something that you think that, like, does that make sense? And, and line up what you're feeling and what you're sensing with the word of God. And then step out. 
in the fear, in the maybe not even seeing the whole picture, right? Step out. Trust him. Allow him to speak to your heart. Allow him to show you the path that he has for you. Allow him to hold you tightly in that harness because you're not going to fall. If you trust him, you're not going to fall. When Peter fell, when he was walking on water and he fell, what happened? He took his eyes off of Jesus. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. Walk in faith. Keep your eyes on the one who created you and trust him and step out. Be strong. Don't pull back. Don't let this world tell you you have to pull back. Do it well. Do it because you love Jesus. Don't go and be ugly. Do it according to the will of God, but go and be strong. Go and be courageous. Go and be brave and step out and do what God has for you. You are a strong woman of God. Walk in it, my friend. Walk in it today. I am so honored and I love you. I am so grateful that you are here. I, I want to pray over you right now. Jesus, I just thank you for the women who are on this podcast. I thank you for the women who are listening, God. I thank you for each person, God, that you have brought to this podcast to hear, God, your word, Father. Not my words, God, not what I have to say, God, but what I believe that you are speaking, Father. And so, Lord, I pray, God, that what is of you would stick and what is of me would be would be erased, Lord. Father, I pray, God, for each woman, Lord, that you would continue to reveal your purpose and your call into their lives, God. And for the women who maybe are fearful of stepping out into the new season, into the new thing that you have for them, God, I pray, God, that you would give them boldness, God, that you would give them strength, God, God, that you would give them courage, God, and they would begin to step out, Father, knowing that, God, that they can trust you, that you are trustworthy, Jesus. You are trustworthy, God. Give us, God, wisdom. Give us discernment, God, and give us boldness, Lord, to do what you have called us to do, Lord. Go with each and every woman, God. Give them strength, God. Give them, thank you for their purpose, Jesus. And Father, I thank you for each woman, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Ladies, thank you again for being here. Um, I would love for you to come find me over on Daughters of the King uh, on Facebook. I would love to connect with you. Um, I can't wait to see you um, at our over there, uh, Daughters of the King on Facebook. And then here uh, every Monday, I'm going to release a new podcast. So have an amazing week and we will talk to you real soon.